On this episode of Writing Tandem, we'll present, right, Viv? You, you come into situations where you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't plan for this. But because you've done the majority of just the planning, and I'm not saying controlling, but just saying, you know, possibly this, like, let's see what we want to plan for. Then when things land that were unexpected, you're, it's not landing on an emotional decision where your bank account's in the red now or, you know, and then it's like just you're, you're spiraling. Hi there. This is your host, Vivian, and you're listening to Writing Tandem, a podcast that is all things business, entrepreneurship, and the secrets to operating a successful business while still having a life you love. Whether you're a business owner, on the verge of taking that side hustle to the next level, or just curious about the world of entrepreneurship, join me as I go behind the scenes of my own business and the businesses of others, unpacking some of the most valuable lessons you can apply today. Let's dive in. Well, I'm super excited to have this conversation today with a good friend, Alona. Um, And also, though, the first time we met was at the YMCA. And so my first context with you is as my yoga instructor. Yes, that was way back 2014. 13, 14, had just arrived here in Council Bluffs, Iowa. I didn't realize you had just gotten here. That was my first intro, YMCA here in Council Bluffs. We had just decided to move from the East Coast. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Yes, yes. I had also moved to Council Bluffs just around that time. Well, let's see. I would have come a little later, about 2017 is when I got here. But I did not. I moved from Nevada to West Point, Nebraska, to Omaha, to Council Bluffs is kind of my history. That's incredible. Well, what what a journey. I, I, I think we just hit on those details right right here, right now. So yeah. it was, yeah, it was about eight years ago. Now, did you have your business as well as teaching at the YMCA at the same time? Yes. Well, work? long story short, we, we landed here, decided since my husband is from Council Bluffs, that this is where we're going to be for for a little while. And I had nothing, you know, so it was like building a business from scratch. I mean, we were on the East Coast and that's completely different. And back then, bear in mind, at least for me, online presence was not a thing in my world, right? And it was out there, but it was more kind of uh, building a business that is face-to-face. So I had just arrived and walked into the YMCA and... There I was. I said I teach yoga and started with yoga classes. So when did you start? Because when I was taking classes from you, you taught at the Y, but I also was aware that I could take classes from you privately and massage. And I didn't really have a clear picture at the time of everything you did. But how did that come into the picture? Yeah. So Life Dimensions evolved, started with yoga classes, and then I approached the Y and I said, you know, I do massage therapy as well. You know, how does that come into play? Can we can we talk? And that was my first um, conversation. And if you recall, up on the second floor by the basketball courts, there was a closet. And I signed up for that closet. And we converted it into a massage room. And it was itty bitty, tiny, teeny. And I, I do believe that I recall the manager, you know, the people there and the staff were like, looking at me kind of 
this is a closet, you know. But if you've come to know me, Viv, I'm a very, I'm a person that's, nothing's impossible. You know, I see nothing but possibilities and the way in, out, and around everything. So we had um, our business inside of the YMCA in a closet. There's no other way of putting it. And we made it, at least you can tell me <laughs> truthfully, I think it was a very sweet, um, calming and relaxing space. And then that's where the journey, you know, took off from. I had no idea. I didn't know it started in a closet. And it's funny you say that because we are about to send out a newsletter today um, to announce um, our name change. So we're changing the business name. And and so that's the intro, letting them know where we started in a closet inside the old Y. And that, you know, now it's evolved to be not just Life Dimensions by Alona, because I was a one-woman show back then, uh, but we have a team of, you know, eight, nine, ten people. So the by Alona is dropping off. So we'll be known as Life Dimensions. That's exciting. So you went from a closet in teaching at the Y. When I met you, I think you had a building that you were transitioning out of the building. Something was going on there. So you, when I met you, we weren't doing massages in closets then. No. And we, we moved around, so I won't take too much time on that, but we, we hop, skipped, and jumped. We, we left the Y because obviously the Y was being sold, and then we moved um, over to Fifth Ave. On another occasion, we moved up Fifth Ave to a different location, and so on, probably five moves, and now we're, we're located um, here in town still inside the executive building. So we moved along, and, and through those moves then came the growth of our services, um, our mission, our mission changed. Uh, we saw the need in the community, and we wanted to serve everybody, which is a lot of people you know, find that hard because you'll have a niche, right, or a, a person. But we are serving everybody because we... We go for body, mind, emotional, physical, spiritual health. And that's where the yoga and mindfulness comes in and the massage and uh, sound healing and art, artful healing and so on, coaching. And it is just um, beautiful also to see that our services are reaching families um, where, you know, families are bonding, relationships are being, um, you know, cultivated, nurtured, and, and, and in some cases even like revived, you know, there are people that, you know, haven't spoken to their parents for years and through mindfulness have now realized, you know, they, they found the courage and strength within to, talking about travel, the length to get in touch and know that they hold no expectations and that that suffering has fallen away because they're not expecting anything and it goes how it goes. So anyway, here we are eight years later, growing slow but steady. Yeah, that's awesome. It's interesting to think about how businesses evolve. And I love your closet story. I, f- I feel like there's so many small business owners or, or people who started with small businesses. Now they have giant businesses, but... So many have very humble beginnings, and those are fun stories to tell because it makes me think of, um, I have a number of those stories, but the one that came to mind was when we first got in my first, um, well, in the, the production, video production studio that we had, we were so stoked to have this space, and it was in downtown Omaha, which was cool, right? Um, but we were up like three flights of stairs, there was an elevator, thank goodness, hauled equipment up and down. But we were in a tiny, it wasn't a closet, but it wasn't a lot bigger. And um, 
we redid the whole thing, but it makes me think of my first desk. <laughs> and what it was, Alona, was two TV trays. <laughs> and then I had, you know those lunch trays that you would get your lunches on in school? Yes. I had a stack. I don't know why. Picked them up somewhere for like 10 cents a piece. Yes. They were bright blue. So I stacked them up because the TV trays weren't quite high enough. Stacked those on either end. Then I had a piece of plywood across it. And then I took a black sheet and draped over it. And then I had a piece of metal <laughs> at the top because that made it cool. That's and that was my first desk. I think I had a folding chair. But, you know, when you go into this, and Viv, you, you had shared a bit about your journey, sort of owning your own business as well and then partnering and, and whatnot. You look back in, in those days and it's just about getting creative with whatever you've got right then. Because, uh, you know, at the start of, a, of a, you know, at least for me, starting a business, you know, you don't have the capital, you don't have that money to go invest. And it's like, this is what I've got. So what can I create and, and do with, with what is here ready at the ready yeah so so during one of your classes you mentioned gosh this was well you'll have to tell me the time frame again but it was kind of spring I want to say of this year and you said I'm I'm taking a trip we're going to be closed and it was like a month you were going to be closed six weeks we were closed we were closed seven weeks seven to eight weeks because we closed a little bit before in order to prep for our departure and then we knew we wanted to back, you know, get back, and we wanted to allow space. My my previous planning would be, you know, land on a Monday, back work on Tuesday, and I moved away from that. So there were those phases where I did do that. Um, it was painful, and it caused me just, you know, a ginormous amount of pr- unnecessary pressure. So, so yeah, about seven to eight weeks. I remember hearing they were leaving, and one, I was like, oh, I'm not going to have my yoga classes. And then remembered, well, you have a team. So if we wanted to you know, participate, we could. But the second thing that struck me was, how is she doing it? As a business owner, I'm always fascinated with people's stories, and especially around travel, because I love to travel. And in, within my businesses, I've always had the opportunity to travel, some because of work has, you know, caused us to travel in order to, to do the work we do. Um, but also, I just love to travel. And it's always been an interesting thing to try and figure out how to work it in when you own the business too. Because, well, in your case, you know, you were gone. So is it is it a loss of income? How do you plan for those things? Like, these are all things I think about. And I think a lot of other business owners think about as well. So how, how did that work? How did you leave for so long. Yes, I mean, there's a lot of things to factor in, as you say. And and of course, for, for our listeners and followers here today uh, that stumble upon this conversation, you know, that for us was something that we knew we all wanted as a family. And this was my husband and I before the kids came along, because I um, originally was born on the island of Malta. So that's where I'm from. And we knew to travel, you know, pick up three planes, three plane rides, spend, you know, you're, you're looking at about sixteen to 1700 per flight ticket per person. To go in for two, three weeks and return, that definitely does not fly well with my nervous system. So I had already told my husband initially, when we do get to that point that we are making this an annual trip, which we are now, it would be for no less than five to six weeks, no more than eight. And so, you know, this was 
verbalized 2013, right, when we moved to Council Bluffs, because that was before we left the East Coast. And at, the, at that point, we're at the East Coast and we were like, do we go across the Atlantic to Europe or do we go inland towards um, where he's from? And at that point, we said, this is the best, wisest, most skillful choice. So then that's when I said, honey, I'm from Malta. I'm surrounded by water. I lived and grew up on an island. And now we're going into the center of the United States where, of course, water is, is flowing, but it's a river, you know, um, or it's a, it's a lake mm -hmm. and it's still. So, so you see, I, I say this because it wasn't just um, a frantic emotional decision. We're leaving for eight weeks. Oh, I miss my family. And, you know, which COVID, you know, did a number on me as well. We were planning to go in 2019. We couldn't financially talk about responsibilities. I could have taken that emotional leap and said, you know what? I'm going. I'm doing this because I'd missed my family. I hadn't been home for four years. But I grounded down and I said, you know, this would not be a wise and skillful decision to take this leap in 2019. Let's do it in 2020. <laughs> but 2020 rolled around and that was not happening and neither was 2021. So there I was for three whole years, um, just loaded with emotion and wanting to go back to my birth country. And you can, we are all faced with these decisions, you know, and we can all through our own ways figure out, you know, this is really an emotionally fueled decision and it's not really the wisest decision. So meditation and yoga has helped me tap into that more sensitively. And so it's like, no, let us ground down. Let us draw out. You know, we had, I still recall, Eric, myself and the kids with several whiteboards. We had four of them. And, and we posted them up and we started with, okay, first and foremost at the very top, what is this ideal vacation? Like this time, who, you know, wants to go for four weeks, five, six? And we, we kind of got chatting. It was a fun, like, you know, day by day family gathering. Like, okay, what's fun to you? What activities do you want to include, etc. cetera? So, um, so, so again, I'm saying that because it wasn't just willy-nilly, you know, just oh, going for eight weeks, I was my family, boom, you know just f run away in a kind of, you know, fight flight situation and then realize, oh boy, like I just really did not take the time. Yeah. Because you are going to maybe disagree with me. I think life will, will present, right, Viv? You, you come into situations where like, oh yeah, I didn't plan for this. But because you've done the majority of just the planning, and I'm not saying controlling, but just saying, you know, possibly this, like, let's see what we want to plan for. Then when things land that were unexpected, you're, it's not landing on an emotional decision where your bank account's in the red now or, you know, and then it's like just you're, you're spiraling. Yeah, I've been on the other side of that with travel where, well, I guess first I just want to say, I love how you were thinking about this as a business owner during the time that you were doing massages in a closet at the YMCA, knowing that you wanted these other things, which I think sometimes people go, I'll think about that when I'm successful, when I've reached that point. But you started thinking about them when you were doing massages in a closet and you said, I'm doing massages right now and I'm working at the Y, putting my business together, moving to a new place, but I'm already thinking way ahead about the life that I want to design and what that looks like. And 
working to get towards that, I ended up, um, I'm a strategic thinker too, but I got partnered up early in life with somebody who was not. Is this, are you talking uh, partnered up like business-wise or yeah, both. romantically? Both. Both. Yes. Da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> so um, out of college, I was, well, I guess I was still in college and I met my now ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And we were both photographers and he also did video and we built a video production company out of duct tape and shoestrings. And wow. Yeah, it was we didn't have startup, we didn't have capital, we borrowed and, you know, worked and just kind of scraped it together. But you have a passion for photography because I love your photos. And I love, like you say, the travel ones you pop up with your camper. Thank you. Teardrop thing. Oh gosh, we love that teardrop. Glorious. Yeah. But travel would present itself and we did go without a plan. And one of the first ones I think of is We actually were engaged in China, and it came up because of a client who wanted us to come along and document what they were doing, the work they were doing. And so there was some planning there because we had the support system of that client, but it came together very quickly, and we didn't know what we didn't know, right, about traveling internationally and access and how to get gear and equipment there, but it worked out well. The one I think of that sticks out, though, is when we went to Africa, And we were there, I want to say it was probably close to three weeks, two, three weeks, somewhere in that range. And we tried to plan as much as we could, not knowing what we don't know. And at the time, Alona, like we couldn't afford Netflix. I remember we couldn't afford Netflix. It was like $7.99 at the time. So we'd go to the Red Box and get a video when we wanted to watch like every other month. And we were going to go off to Africa and we had a small team, you know, we'd, we'd thought we'd set things up, but you talk about bank account going the red. I think there was a point where we got overseas, thought we were planned out, realized once we were there that our bank wouldn't make transfers and things because we were out of country and there were some logistics with that. Calls were difficult. So many things went wrong. I think at one point we had like $3 in our bank account. We had people to pay and it didn't have all that planning. And yet it worked out. We learned a lot from it, and I'm so glad we did the trip. And that's that's one thing I, w- I was going to say, right? You know, in the same lane, there are going to be those trips that you just decide, spur of the moment, right? And you learn as you go, which is not the end of the world. You know, I think that those trips come up as well. Of course, wisely, I think it served me and our family well. But sometimes, you know, spontaneity is fine or you'd be like, you know, we're doing this, okay. Or you feel like things aligned and like we're going, you know, and then yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, perhaps this wasn't yeah. uh, the best. But but again, you know, you bounce back. Like you say, you, you guys learned so much. You have to have that experience, you know. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I think it can go either way. You can plan and there can be a lot gained and learned from that of going through the experience of planning and there can be a lot gained from being in the moment and and just having to encounter things as they happen. But you planned for a while, if I recall. I remember kind of side-chatting with you. This wasn't just planning for a couple of weeks or months. You planned, was it a couple of years? Yeah, so we we had been chatting, as I said, so 2019. This was the time when our accountant came back and said, financially, this is what I'm I'm seeing. And that was a blow because I truly thought... 
that it was going to be, we're going. And then once I got the information, it was like the graphs, the numbers spoke clearly, this would not be a wise decision. So that was 2019, and we didn't travel till this summer. So you involved your accountant? Yes. So our accountant, and again, sometimes, you know, at least I'll say again for people listening, I saw that I was sort of standing in my own way, trying to do it all myself. And it was when I was able to sit with myself, how come, you know, Alona, you're you're reluctant to lean into the the help, um, whether it's an app, whether it's a program, whether it's a coach, etc., to facilitate this, you know, to make this dream. Of course, there were some underlying beliefs, you know what I mean? Well, I'm going to show that I'm failing at this or that I'm not even capable to, etc., etc., right? And this may not apply to everyone, but that was the case for me. Um, did the work, stood up and finally said, you know what, we need our accountant. We're going to go ahead and, you know, call in some other people to help us, you know, had a travel agent to get us some better deals, finding ways in which we can save money, um, this, that, and the other. So at that point, 2019, I'm not saying I didn't cry and, and you know, <laughs> go through a box of Kleenex knowing I wasn't going back to Malta that summer. But once that calmed down, we sat together as I, you know, as I mentioned, we pulled out the whiteboards and then the design, the creation happened. And it was more like, what was everyone feeling towards this trip? You know, we wanted what from it? You know, did we want to go there and spend the time, you know, me working just to make ends meet so that we could have this trip? And then my husband and kids are waiting for me to maybe come participate at the sea. Or, you know, we wanted to go and really live the time there. Wake up with the people enjoy the, the summer season, enjoy the culture, enjoy the lifestyle. And that's, you know, that design then led us to the next, you know, how, when, what, where, where you know, and, and just posing those questions. And then that, you know, opens up so many little, I call them like that family tree, you know, branches. And that overwhelms my husband. So then he leans into these apps like teamwork and management toolkits online. So he's like, oh, my gosh, this is like I'm getting anxious because then he'll retreat and say, no, we're not doing this. So he he really does well with those kind of apps, lists the tasks, and it shows you what date it has to be accomplished and timelines and so forth. He's fabulous at that, whereas I have it very much in my head and I can see it by closing my eyes. It's kind of like I have this whiteboard in my in my head and I'm okay with that. I'm actually comfortable, you know. So again, leaning into what is out there. Uh, we have such great platforms on Google nowadays and on the internet. You can pop in a question and say, you know, traveling to this area for four months, reading up, allowing the space though, I think setting yourself up uh, for success. And then my nature, not cramming it, you know what I mean? Saying this is a trip to be planned for four weeks. I mean, we're going away now, you know, in, a, in three weeks. It just happens spontaneously. You know, we won this weekend train trip and, you know, let's do this, you know. So just a little bit of planning, calling the in-laws to babysit, checking with the cat. So those are spontaneous little things that don't require necessarily so much, you know, and one can start there and building up that threshold of uh, for bigger trips. Did you do that knowing 
knowing that you wanted to step away from your business for seven weeks, did you and your family take some small trips while planning for this big one to test things out, just yes. see how it went? Yes, and we did that for our team as well, because sometimes you'll ask the team member, you know, what do you need? You know, what do you need for me to feel supported, et cetera, et cetera. They themselves don't know, mm. you know, because it's like, well, I don't know because you've not been away, right? Mm. So what, you're kind of creating this scenario. And again, you can go online. There are so many coaching apps and things like that, you know, uh, business coaches that will, will guide you. The question I asked is, I want to be able to leave. I want to step away, go off grid and know that the business can, can keep going. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Our foundational philosophy that is um, not ingrained because ultimately it's not something I wanted to ingrain, but I wanted to empower our team. There's never a problem, always solutions. Um, our clients are obviously local and, and, and we move with ease. So just serve our clientele, we'll be okay. We'll get payments later if something crashes or whatnot. If you can't have access to me, there is always a way. And, and having them sort of know also of other people that are mutual friends that can get access to us or, you know, technology didn't work when we landed in Malta. Like you said, the cards got seized. We had our, our VPN wasn't working. Our emails weren't working. And um, but we had planned for this to be OK. We knew we had so and so taking care of this, so and so and take, you know, that they would check in. Monday, you see those emails don't go out, you know something's not sitting well, so take action. And if we double up, we double up. But So we had those, those um, plans in place that we can go off-grid and the business can be ticking over. So we started incrementally. Hey, Viv, we're going over off for three days, okay? So let's, let's practice. Let's just not stay in touch. Let's see how it goes for you. Then we come back. The team member's like, oh, gosh, I was so anxious, etc. Okay. Well, and and it, it was a nice back and forth dialogue with that team member. They knew it was a test. It was a trial. And we learned through that over the course of the, you know, eight years or six, seven years. Yeah, that's good. We, when we've traveled, we've often had a team in any stage of the business, you know, that, that I've had, whether they are employees or they might be like vendors, contractors. Um, but they still rely on you. You know, even if they're a contractor, they still have some need, you know, from you or expectations in order to hit, you know, their deadlines, et cetera. And our clients, ultimately, they care, but they don't care, right? Mm -hmm. They still need served whether I'm there or not. And so it, it has been interesting to figure out how best to do that with a team. I love that idea of testing it a little here, a little there, and even setting it up and saying, we are testing this. Like, let's try where I'm not going to check my email. Let's see what happens in small, safe ways. That's not how I learned. Like I was <laughs> saying, like, we would go and we'd think we had things in place, but we hadn't tested them. And so we would put together, and, and I still do this, I put together an out-of-office plan. An O O O. An out of oh, office oh, plan. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and so I'll try to think I try to think myself through every possible scenario and document it down and then I hand it over. And that has worked, I'd say, fairly well, but I like the idea of testing it and allowing them to have input 
because they're going to have a different experience than I can have for them. There's exactly, and the thing is, why two no two people will have the same experiences because we're all coming to that experience with our memories, our own um, life, you know. So that will factor, you know, will have a, an impact, will have an impact because you're not only now uh, front facing, you know, the client, but that therapist or that yoga teacher is is doing so many things, right? In their head, there's their boss, which I'm their equal, but right, there's the owner, there's the boss, then there's the client. So they're in the middle, they're trying to, you know, who's and then some of our clients are just, oh my goodness, you know, couldn't be more grateful for their understanding. But you will encounter someone that the client's having their own experience, right? So if, for example, you know, we can't take payment, you know what I mean? To them, they're cooking up a fuss and they're getting angry and they're getting, you know, super irate. That is valid. And you can't negate them from having that experience because maybe to them, right, they need that payment to go out today because it's going to have a domino effect, you know, their accounts are going to be messed up, you know, it could mean so much more. And so my my therapist, right, is having her own experience and cognitively appraising this, like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't do this, I'm a failure. I mean, who knows, you know, I mean, I'm just putting words out here just as an example, right? But if I can say, here's the deal, give the client what they need, you know what I mean? Here's the tools, Here's how we can get creative. See if you can get them an invoice or somehow, right? Try to think outside the box. They they feel sort of empowered, you know? Don't do it my way. Do it your way. How can you find a way? We'll, you know, we'll talk about it later. And again, you can have, as I said, you know, so many tools online mm. that will at least guide you. They kind of I say it's a black dress, but then you accessorize it. So we've taken some models, some coach business coaching models, but then we we're like, you know, step one and two works, but then three, four, five is really not how we want to go. And so we're gonna, you know, keep that black dress but accessorize in a way that suits our philosophy, our way of life, and how we want to lead the business, and ultimately what we'd like to share with our community, you know, is a philosophy of just gentleness and kindness and slowness and just, you know, in in a way, a more relaxed approach. Yeah. Hey there, busy to the brim people. Are you feeling overwhelmed with your social media? Well, you're not alone. It's a common challenge in our digital world. Creating social content can be a tricky beast to tame for people like you and I. So I'm popping into my own podcast to tell you that there is a solution and it's called a social sidekick. This isn't just a typical social media content service. We offer a partnership through Tandemworks and our team to take your social media from overwhelming to extraordinary. Having a social sidekick is a game changer for your business. Imagine having a 12-month custom strategy tailored to your brand 
content that's done for you that truly resonates with your audience and growth tactics that actually work for Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. With a social sidekick, you get more than just posts. We're very committed to that. You get a partnership. We're here to help manage your social media with a personal touch, ensuring your message is not just heard, but felt. So if you're ready to take your social media from overwhelming to outstanding, I'd love for you to visit the website, thetandemworks.com slash social dash sidekick dash content dash creation. Don't worry, there's a link in the show notes. And you can discover there how a social sidekick can transform your digital presence. Let's make your digital presence as impactful as your business with a social sidekick, where we're amplifying your story one post at a time. It's really interesting how you can think about how our personalities play in as the business owners, thinking about the personalities of our clients, of our vendors, and really thinking about the needs that they have, what that can look like, and what are people comfortable with. Some people are very comfortable problem solving and coming up with their own plans. Some people are not, and they go, I need a framework. Yes. And so I think as you kind of look at your team and say, okay, this person needs a framework and then they can play within that, this person needs to just give full feedback. And so as the business owner, being willing to be you know, flexible in areas that you can. But then I would say too, from a practical standpoint, one of the things I love doing is video recordings of processes. Oh, yes. That's and a good one. It's been so helpful because then people can see and hear Here's how we put together an invoice using this program. Here's where the buttons are. Here's where to click because you don't get to make up which buttons to click and where to put it, and the accountant needs it in a certain way. Yes. Um, now, whether they do that on a Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, is not going to make or break anything necessarily. So, you know, they can help create in that regard. Um, but some processes, we've found that to be really great, and I use Google Drive a lot. We keep the videos on Google Drive. That's really good. That's so yeah. handy. And then we link them. So in that out-of-office plan I make, you know, it'll say, uh, this is how to do this process, is how I do the process, um, and here's a link. And then they can go watch that. And I know... That's so helpful. Jenny is like, I love those videos. And Jenny is our... Well, we say virtual assistant, but I think, I think it's time to change her name <laughs> to like executive assistant wizard. Okay, so she's... She, she holds it together. Yeah, I might, uh, I might poach her. Yeah, the <laughs> videos are great. They, they help people understand a process because sometimes we do throw a process when we travel at someone they haven't got to practice a whole lot. They're capable for sure. But it's not something they've been able to practice a lot, and so they want that reference. They can look back and go, oh, yeah, that's right. That's where I find it or how to do it or, you know, how to log in. And that, that's, you know, a lot of time. So that's super helpful, and that's kind of in line with um, with how Eric, um, you know, leads. He likes, he's like, come on, Alona, frameworks, you know, systems. <laughs> and and whereas I'm, I'm, I excel more, you know, on the fly, in the moment, you know, throw anything at me and I'm just like, yeah, hey, you know, don't, don't, don't give me a process. But you'll notice, you know, some team members, they lean more toward my style. Others, you know, you're going to leave. I need to know A to Z, where to access what, etc. However, again, I am a no stress type of... I don't know, individual. And um, it's like, it's, it's going to be okay. You know, whatever you decide. Um, we have the processes that are more kind of the health 
because we obviously massage therapy, we have HIPAA regulations, extra. Those kind of things are in place, you know. But when it's kind of little things that um, come up, they know that I'm not going to be that type of person that's going to be like, you know, outrageously angry or not really. So, but that's, uh, you gave me some uh, insight there, you know, on how to maybe pop those in, uh, in a Google Drive and have some little, you know, steps for future, you know, stuff. Well, they're helpful too, because sometimes I forget, you know, (laughs) you don't do a process often. um, And so sometimes I'll reference those, but, you know, one of the things I think is fun traveling is how your business can grow and thrive without you in ways that it can't when you're there. And I'm thinking about how team members have stepped in or a vendor has stepped in, a contractor, and they have done something in a way that I wouldn't normally do it, and it's better. And that's cool, you know, like allowing that innovation to happen and, you know, for those of, I mean, we're veering off, I, I like to say the team travel, you know, can apply to so much because you're traveling then to a destination or to a country. But as you say, you've left the staff in charge and then they come up with the new things. And I notice for myself, you think, yeah, this is great. You know, wow, this is even better. And then you have to travel down the path of allowing that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, standing out of your own, you know, habitual, because again, sometimes... Uh, I, I am then very much, it's like, okay, this is the method. You know what I mean? Like, um, this is how we fold the towels or this is how we, you know, and then those little itty bitty things, I'm like, no, I can let go of that. You know, they found a better process for this, etc. cetera. Um, and welcoming that um, into, into the process and the running of the business. You're like, you know, this makes it a lot simpler and easier. So simple and easy. But... Um, but yeah, running into that and also, I know we didn't touch down on it, Viv, but you said, you know, Africa, you'd mentioned going to Africa, you you know, our destination for us, that was my birth country. So again, there was a lot I knew about our destination from a standpoint of, you know, what to expect. But it's not going to be the case, you know, necessarily if you choose a different destination. So I will say building on that threshold, what was useful to us, we picked destinations in the States first that Eric was familiar with and so forth. And then we built on that whenever we went to some place where we weren't familiar, you know, um, we could take the lessons learned from previous experiences into this new one. And there are some places you'll go, right? You have no phone access. Uh, the next phone is a million miles away or you have no signal or you realize your phone carrier, you know, doesn't serve you or roaming. You know, we landed in Malta and we're like, oh, my goodness, you know, like the roaming was, I don't know how, $30 a day or something, something insane, you know, um, these kind of things. So with with that said, it's like you can start small, build up on that. The phone, it just made me think of a story. Uh, again, when we were in Africa, I promise we've gone more than Africa and China. We, we travel quite a bit, but for that Africa trip, really, we learned a lot. But um, speaking of phones, they were different. You know, we had to get different types of phones and cards and, and that. And so we had planned for that. But the 
it requires the other person on the other end to pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. We were in a situation there where the first half of the trip was pretty planned. We were with a client and, and working with them. So they were kind of our fixer. When you travel for work, sometimes you'll have a, a fixer. It's yes. almost like a travel agent privately, okay. but they fix it for you. You know, they call ahead and they know the language and they'll help with okay. parking and accommodations, et cetera. And um, so they kind of served in that. But the last half of our trip, we were supposed to meet up, we thought, with a with a client, but we hadn't heard from them. It was very loose. Yeah, yes, yes, come. We yes, have work for uh-huh. you. Culturally, right? It's yes, the culture of... was very different. It was much more, you know, I, I'm used to being like, look, we're going to travel across the world. I need to know when are you picking us up? What bus do I need to get on? Like, what, you know, where are we going? Where will we stay? How do we plan? Who you're looking for? Who we're looking <laughs> for, yes. And uh, we didn't really hear from them. They said, yes, come. We have work we want you to do. We're putting it together. Um, we'll have clients lined up. So we booked our tickets. We went to Africa. First half of the trip was great, but then that that first client dropped us off, and we decided we were taking a couple days just for ourselves. So we went and did that. That was mm-hmm. planned. We still had not heard from this other client, and up to the day, the last day we had planned, we were hoping, you know, that they were going to come get us. We still hadn't heard. You know, we call and no, no answer, and. We hopped on a bus back to Lusaka, not knowing what we were going to do for the last, I want to say it was like 10 days. It was a significant amount of time. We don't know where we're staying. We don't know if we have client lined up. We don't know if we have a, going to be paid because of, is this client falling through? We don't know. And we're on the bus back to Lusaka. And, and keep in mind, I am a planner. And so, you know, my brain's kind of wigging out. And, you know, we're out of country and we've had all these other things go on and, and we finally got the call, you know, they're so-and-so and they'll, they'll be at the bus station and then they call later. They're not going to be at the bus station. Mm-hmm. They're, they're get, get into a cab and they're going to meet you and this place and direction. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And as it turned out, they did meet us, but we had all of our gear and equipment and it was a growing time. I think what I've learned from that experience is, one, if I do need to know, is be very clear. You know, we cannot book our ticket past this point until I hear and buy when. Either be clear or be okay. Yes. I and was so I learned to, say, to be yeah. okay in that instance. And you of, can choose. I mean, if you want to. Because, again, it's interesting. You mentioned that when, you know, moving to the United States, I started to notice and it's not happening as often, but we'd have a meeting and then someone would pop in in the morning and go, uh, are we still okay for today? And it's like, yeah, I mean, we planned this and of course it's on the calendar and I you did know, it, to you today. it was two months ago and, and of course it's going to stay there, right? And that's culturally, it's like you give your word and that's it. You know, you might not speak for two months, but I gave my word. And yes, I am going to show up by hook or by crook. I will be there, you know. Um, so it, surprised, it surprises me to this day when people are like, um, we had a meeting set. Are we still OK? And it's like, yes, you know, unless there's an emergency or, or illness. But um, then I'm, I'm, I'm smiling because you said, you know, you can decide if you really are at that point where you know for my health and well-being I do need to establish the boundaries and say to people listen you know beyond this date if we don't get something finalized it's best for me at this moment to you know cancel altogether etc or 
you choose and that's more my style. It's like, we're going to go with it, you know? So we'll just welcome whatever the trip brings. So, so it's, you know, you can go one way or the other. I think it's, to me, always a choice. You know, once you choose something, you know, anything is possible. You make that choice and you take the steps in that direction. Yeah. Speaking of choices, do how did you choose or not choose to work while traveling? Did you work while you were traveling? And that's always one that's up in the air for me. Up until more recently, I've always, I want to say, like, is that true? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's true. I, I think I've always worked. And my husband, um, well, so sometimes it was booked for work and we would just tack fun on. So, yes. You know, and so you were kind of working, and that's the fun part of owning a business, being able to do that. But um, later, my husband would want to go, and he wants to just go. He's checked out of work. You know, mm-hmm. he's left work at home. And I'll be working in the car and checking in and doing this. But again, this. just, just um, fill me in or, or um, remind me, he's not self-employed, right? No, he works, he's yeah. Not. So that's different because we, we had that phase happen. Eric was working for a, you know, a corporate company and he was, you know, eight to five and that was it. And he'd shut off and he'd look at me going, why can't you ever like, you know, and at first I, I got myself to believe that because I own a business and so forth, I cannot shut off, you know, I'll never be able to shut off. And then I realized, um, where's this belief rooted in? You know, and and it was a number of things. You know, one being the the business can't manage without me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm not there, it's going to fail. If I, you know, I needed to be needed. I I wanted to be needed. Um, I would even sometimes, you know, un, unintentionally, right, uh, cook up some some excuse where a staff person would would need me or require my input etc and then once I realized that this was the belief and I had to do a lot of internal work going inward and letting it go then I was able I was able to align with that now suffice to say moving you know that moving the wheels in that direction for me took a few weeks and months and I know that there are, again, coaching programs that say, oh, you know, get this changed in, in two weeks, you know, get transformation. And there's nothing wrong. I don't think there's anything right or wrong. I chose to do it at a more slower pace. It was just more useful for me, um, actually yielded great results. And now we went back this summer and yes, I did work. So to answer your question and the work that I did was facilitated um, because we are going to be launching retreats in Malta mm. next summer. And that was always a dream of ours. So we will be having, um, you know, holistic or yoga wellness retreats on the island. And we we did want to put in a little bit, just, you know, a couple of weeks of work to sort of uh, visit, see some areas, um assist and, and do sessions with clients there so we can feel the energy and we found some really awesome places. Um, but again, with the help of Eric, who has since left corporate and joined Life Dimensions, um, which is exciting. We've been together a few months now. He was able, you know, to kind of pose those questions. It's nice to have that person looking inward going, okay, can we go from four to two? You know, we've worked financially to have this trip and to actually now looking at all those whiteboards really live our 
our um, desire and so forth. But um, uh, so, yes, we did work. But I will say I noticed I was kind of trapping myself. There was one year where, like you said, I would we would go for work and then include fun. And I'm like, okay, we have to unmarry these two. Mm. Work is work. We're having fun doing the work. But now we're realizing because we're having a bit of fun slotted in, squeezed into this work trip, we're, we're really, we have moved away from let us go for a real off-the-grid trip, right? So you're like, oh, well, we had two days of fun here and one day here, and then the vacation or the time for ourselves um, on retreat or whatever type of style of time away you want got diluted. And and then I noticed. And again, mindfulness is very helpful to see that, like, uh-huh, yeah, we've gone a year and our, you know, our couple's trip together has, you know. yeah been squeezed out so I like that idea of mindfulness like you do need to know yourself and that I I will say that (laughs) till I hit the grave like one of the most valuable things you can do is know yourself and when you're running a business you have to you have to know yourself because it is so easy to allow others to walk over your boundaries or to allow yourself to walk over your boundaries and so for me I have tried a little both ways. I've had trips that we tack fun onto. I've had fun trips that I've tacked work onto. I've had fun trips where I paid for it by doing work mm-hmm. on the trip, okay. you know, like that yes. was, that's kind of how we bankrolled it. All viable. What I'm finding right now, and this could change, but I feel like the sweet spot for me is to decide, like you did with your whiteboards, what do I want out of this trip? And it doesn't have to be the same as the last trip. So, for example, I actually just got back yesterday. Um, oh, I was wow. in the yeah, I was in the Black Hills with Troy for our first anniversary. Oh wow! Yeah, it was beautiful. Man, the colors out there right now, and we saw mountain goats, baby mountain goats, which baby animals of any kind. I'm in. You're in. <laughs> yeah, it was great. We had a great trip, and it was our anniversary trip. And so with that one, I was like, I really want to be just in the trip. Just enjoy Troy, enjoy the scenery, kind of the last trip before the winter, like setting intentions. Mm -hmm. But I also know myself and I enjoy when my brain is is working and I like to solve out problems. And I'll often find while we're traveling, we're in the car, I'm looking at beautiful scenery, work is naturally coming in and it's like my brain turns on in a different way and I love it. I really enjoy, it's a different space to work in, and my brain thinks differently. And I love what we do so much that I don't want to turn it off all the time. Mm-hmm. So this was an interesting trip because I decided that I really didn't even want to let that happen too much because mm-hmm. um, it can be distracting. So I took notebook with me, and I had it on me, and I just thought anytime a work idea pops in, I'm just going to jot it in the notebook and I'm going to close the notebook, and then I can go back. And that worked well, but here's the thing. I've learned it takes me two days to shut my brain off, where I'm not like really kind of checking in and working, cranking. And then it takes me about three days to really settle in. Mm-hmm. And then I almost have like this swim back to the surface time that needs to happen. And it didn't happen this trip. 
we got to our last day and I looked at Troy and I said, I can't go back yet. <laughs> and he was like, well, what do you mean? Like, this is our <laughs> last day. And I said, I haven't, I haven't got there yet. Like, it took me a while to turn off. It was a little different trip because I'm, you know, this notebook thing. I was like, I haven't, I haven't had the vacation yet. Mm-hmm. And we had planned to come back a day early. We've, like you, we've learned, try to have a day to prep where we're both off work. Sometimes it's just me off work. Mm-hmm. Prep, get ready, you know, get the camper together and that for camping or pack. And then we like to have a day when we get back where I'm not at work, he's not at work, and we can just kind of ease back in and do the laundry and, you know, not rush in. And I said, I want to give up that day this time because I haven't had the full experience of this trip. And uh, and so we did. We had that flexible day, and we yeah, decided well. to drive back. So we drove back yesterday, and I'm at work today. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but it felt right, and it was at the end of that extra day that I said, okay, now I'm ready. It just, it took that time. And I think having learned that about myself mm-hmm. and it's part of why I love owning a business is to give myself that flexibility to say, I want to work and travel or I don't want to work and travel. And how, you know, I mean, how beautiful is it that you leaned in, you listened, you were able to articulate, you know, I need to give up that, you know, day back to stay here. And again, you know, the rigidity is a choice. You know, I was very much, well, now I have to get home and do the laundry and da 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 And slowly, again, through practice, I let it go. It's like, no, we are in the moment. And yes, we're going to tack on that extra day. Then we also know our strengths. Like we do know the strengths of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know who has an aversion to this task, etc. So we know coming back into the house, who excels at what? Boom, I get the laundry knocked out. Eric, you know, let's let's put our minds um, in gear, gain traction, and let's establish who does what and who's best at doing what, you know, um, to get ourselves ready for the week. Now, I think that I will say, as I speak and, and I do business coaching here and there and, and other things, um, I'm speaking to a variety of employers and business owners, etc., and I encourage them, you know, it doesn't have to be, you, you don't need to be self-employed. I think that um, building a culture where your employees or contractors can, um, again, express, you know, I just wasn't ready. Um, or, you know, can I have a few days? Or can, can we talk about this? How can I create a life that is wholesome for my family or, or whatever you, your setup, right? Your, your home life. Um, and so forth, and seeing that it is all possible. If we know ourselves, again, that self-awareness has served me so much, um, so, so much in my my marriage and as a parent, as a business owner, and I I cannot rate it enough, at least in this moment in time. I, I really advocate for its, you know, self-awareness, meditation practices, etc., and leaning into what we need. Because again, you gave yourself that day, boom, you you know what I mean? You rolled into work and it's okay. Um, and it's beautiful and it's, you know, you're smiling. You're, you're looking wonderful. Oh, thanks. <laughs> we had uh, just a fun trip. It was really fun. And happy anniversary. Thank you. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Yeah. We've always wanted to see the Black Hills with the fall colors and we just hit it, hit it perfectly. 
on time. Those are kind of the things like we, we had uh, cherry blossoms on the East Coast, things like that, right? You have a small window mm -hmm. and you really have to arrive, boom, at that time. Yeah, my husband, um, he does landscape photography and he really would love to hit a super bloom in the desert. And that only happens like every so many years and it perfect conditions. And when it happens, it happens. You have to go. And that's one of the things that, you know, is his goal is he does have a job that doesn't necessarily allow for that. Mm -hmm. But he has also worked to set himself up to try and have that flexibility even within the constraints of his work. But I think just giving yourself permission is huge. Yes. And did you always think you could have a business and travel? Did I always think I could have a business and travel? Yes. Yes. And I I knew travel. I met my husband traveling. And traveling is at my core. So it's not something I, you know, I came to love um, just most recently. I have been a traveler. I left Malta at age 18. And I've been on the road since. I mm. went back uh, sporadically. And I love the world. I love every country. And it's it's beautiful. Um, colorful, everything. So I knew, and that's one thing, when I met Eric and we met in Spain, I, I, you know, it was the one thing I knew. I said, listen, you know, no matter where life takes us, um, even if we do have a break from it for a while, it's going to be something that, you know, speaks to my heart and soul. So yes, we knew that whether I worked for someone or had my own business, that that was going to be part of it. I love it. All right. We're going to have, like, so many conversations, I think, in the future. Yes. One of them is uh, you and Troy have to uh, put it on your list to do some landscape photography in Malta. Oh, yeah. we got to plan for that. I know you mentioned about your your workshops and retreats you're going to do there, and I definitely, I definitely heard that. Yes. And I thought, well, that could be pretty interesting. It will be. And so, uh, you know, let's just plant that seed, you know, come the spring and... Make it happen. So can you share any details of that yet if people were interested or are you at Yes, absolutely. So right now we're looking at something between the middle of June to the end of June or maybe third week of June into the first week of July. Uh, we're playing with dates. The reason we picked those timings is that it will get quite hot um, July and August in Malta. And I think, you know, we're, we're basing this on a yoga um, experience, but we are putting in excursions like diving and um, a variety of historical, you know, uh, sites we want to visit, um, entertainment in the evening, while also uh, an immersive practice throughout, you know, the early mornings before the sun rises. And then it invites us to sort of party and enjoy the seaside. So those dates are going to be out soon. We'll have more details. We're actually working with Terry Oldenburg of Beacon Vacations here in town in Council Bluffs. So she's planning out, you know, some options and we'll have more details. Uh, but we're aiming for about a nine night, um, nine night stay. So that that will give people an idea. I think two weeks when we threw it out to the public was too much, mm. but nine nights was a sweet spot. Um, and we're we're you know a very close knit community. So if anyone's interested, they can reach out to me. Um, not sure if you'll be sharing our details, but uh, they can just reach out and we can see what their desire is and build it into the ten days together. Perfect. I was just thinking, if somebody's listening and they're like, maybe I'll try it out. 
Yes. That could be, that gives them time to think about those systems, processes they might want to put in place. Exactly. And we're, we're going to aim to make it cost effective. Obviously, airfare is airfare, but they will try to find us the best deals. Um, we're also opening it up to all ages. Obviously, you have to be a, an adult to be able to travel um, alone. I would say passports, you know, need to be put in place and things like that for travel. Um, COVID restrictions are now, you know, at this moment in time. It's open to travel, so they can always just chit-chat with me and, and give us a call. Um, but June, middle of June towards July is when we're we're aiming for. Awesome. So will details be on your website? They will be on our website, and I'm pretty sure that we'll, we'll uh, aim to have them on social media on our Facebook page as well. Okay. And we'll, we'll get those out soon because we'll want to take reservations. As you know, down payments and deposits will um, go out on our side. The client doesn't have to commit, but we'll want to you know, secure certain accommodations as well and, and venues for classes and so forth. So so you're not going to let them get on a bus and not know where they're going? No, no, no. We have lots of locals there waiting, excited, and we have great partnerships as well. So this summer, that's where we did the work, the two weeks of, you know, going around and making sure that we, we bonded and cultivated a good connection with people that really uh, love the Life Dimensions philosophy. And that is, um, you know, a sense of, um, everyone deserves to be held and everyone deserves that holding of space for their journey in, uh, you know, in their life. And, and we just, it's, it's, not, it's not really a business. It is a way of life. And um, I think we needed those partnerships to, to come to fruition and they have. So we're That's excited. Awesome. Well, I'm excited that people can be thinking about whether it's that, you know, maybe they want to jump on board with this opportunity uh, which I think would be awesome. It sounds amazing. Definitely. And I think it'd be great for business owners. It's an opportunity to practice some travel, think about their intentions, what they want to do. Nine days is doable, you know, set your team up and your, your processes. But also I just think that knowing yourself and the opportunities they can have while learning from you and going through those workshops and yes, and practicing and getting to see some beautiful country like oh, it is gorgeous it, yeah. it really is and and that's one thing I will say is maybe one concern that many would have right you're going to a destination that you don't know much of but they'll be in good hands and right from here we have Terry who's very knowledgeable she'll she'll set us up right and then once they arrive even though I will not be traveling with the group because I'll arrive there a few days before um, they will be in good hands and we welcome them there with open arms and they know that from there they can just, you know, relax again. If if travel, you know, um, is set from here, there's really nothing to, to be concerned about as we... And if we're able. both there, they'll have two people that ah, they can go... so maybe you, uh -oh. can, you can bring the group over, <laughs> Viv. There we this go. This is what's happening with my business. Help me problem solve this real quick. We're like, oh, we've been there. We, right. Don't worry, the banks will accommodate <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And we, we are, you know, we're lucky we use our local banks here and they're so, so helpful. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks so much for hopping on and talking about travel. And Thanks, Viv. Well, I'm open to more questions if any of our listeners have them. Awesome. Uh, always open to support anyone. Well, I'll put for sure in the show notes, we'll put links to your social media, website, just make sure people have that ability to contact you. Excellent. Thank All you right. again. Yeah, thank you. Riding Tandem is recorded on location at the studios on South 4th in Council Bluffs, Iowa, in cooperation with Todd Studer Productions.